0: This is TalkSport Daily. Hello, happy Monday, gang, and welcome to the first Andy Goldstein TalkSport Daily podcast of the month. Woohoo! Yeah, no, no one gets excited about months, do they? I mean, not even kids. Do they well, mine do actually. Pinch punch first. Though. Anyway, I managed to get them with old pinch-punch while they were asleep this morning. Right, let's start with the podcast, shall we? And we begin with the fallout from the Premier League action, where there were wins for both Spurs and Arsenal. There were board draws between Chelsea and Manchester United, as well as Palace against Fulham. And Liverpool beat Sheffield United. Here's how it sounded on TalkSport. Liverpool are looking to make
2: it a very competitive end to their season now. Sheffield United nil,
3: Liverpool 2.
0: It's um, why we play football, to win football games especially football games you should win because of the possession, because of the chances, because of the performance. When you then play the kind of football we played first half it was really really good and create the chances we, we had and don't take them. Everything can happen but tonight the difference was that we stayed just on track, we just kept going. I think sometimes a lot of the managers better than me will have experienced Liverpool at their best and 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 ripping teams apart but to concede the goals from a mistimed tackle a poor decision and then another decision where players let the ball run out under his foot and we've not we've got bodies around the ball and nobody's made contact with them and it's a deflected goal then they're self-inflicted ones which we certainly can't afford to to give Stuart Atwell stopped the game went over to have a look at his monitor to check a possible hand ball in the area from Callum Hudson-Odoi who was fighting for the ball with Mason Greenwood. It's gone now. It's, uh, we should have had a penalty and that's clear. But uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a bit concerned that we don't get them penalties after what noises they were made a month or two ago about us getting penalties. So clearly there is a point of managers may influencing the referees, which, which they shouldn't do. I did not see it.
4: So for me, it was no handball. I did not see it live and I did not see it on, on, on the iPad. So... From, from his penalty. I haven't seen it but I actually thought it was their player that touched the, touched the ball but no I don't think so but I'm, I'm a defender so you know I hate that rule if it's not on purpose leave it I mean if if it's, if it's on goal you can give it but it's, it's in between two players not going anywhere I don't think it should be he
0: checked it appeared to point to the penalty spot and run over then changed his mind then it said no penalty so you know Usual kind of uh, weekend shenanigans, I would say. He had the chance even twice. I cannot understand it anyway. It's a, it's a 100% nailed on penalty. And of course, that would either give us a 1-0 win or, or of course, I expect Bruno to score, or it'll open up the game and it's, it's a better game for everyone. Based on what's been happening
1: since the very first kick of the very first game of the season, it's a blatant penalty. And I can't understand why it's not been given... Luke Shaw has come out and, and said the, the referee said to Harry Maguire, I can't give it, it's too controversial. Well, well, if referees are going to start giving decisions now based on avoiding controversy, we are in big trouble. It's
2: Tottenham 4, Burnley 0. It's a second of the game for Gareth Bale. And would you believe it, an eighth of the season since he arrived on loan from Real Madrid.
0: It's the best Gareth that Bale we, that we had during the season. Uh, more confidence, more better condition. No bad feelings with injuries. His left foot will be always his left foot. But the change of speed, uh, the change of direction, winning duels is something that he was not able to do three or four months ago. And in this moment... he. He's giving us that.
1: William pokes it across the face of goal and it's turned in for 3-1 by Nicolas Pepe. And Arsenal are now firmly in control of this game.
0: Yeah, terrific
4: um, performance from us. I think, obviously, we made it really difficult for ourselves. Um, we talked about it. We conceded, but the reaction, again, it was great. Really mature, a lot of personality, very confident about what we were doing. And we produced a, a really good performance and a victory.
1: He'll be delighted, then, that players have come in Competition for places, good performances from the squad as a whole. Schmeichel goes the wrong way, low into the near corner from Alexandra Lacazette, right-footed, and Arsenal, having been one-nil down, are now two-one
3: up. I just thought we lacked energy today. I think we'd, uh, obviously we obviously we tried to rest one or two players, um, you know, on Thursday, but naturally because of you know the depth of, of our squad at the moment, we we couldn't. So Arsenal looked fresher than us. I thought and uh, like as I said they have that ability with the squad to do that and unfortunately we don't
0: Fulham peppered the
2: goal but they still couldn't make the breakthrough and the host managed to clinch a point a draw without ever really challenging the opposing goalkeeper it's finished Crystal Palace nil. Fulham 0
4: giving us a three week break when we don't need a three week break and having to play a game three games in a week after the tough mm-hmm. games we've had that's
0: something which I would have liked to have avoided but that's the way the Premier League have decided it has to be. It's part of being a part of the Premier League, but uh, I, I can't say that we're happy
4: about the situation, but we'll do our best on, on Wednesday against another very, very good team.
0: Now, the former Newcastle and West Ham manager, Glenn Roder has sadly died at the age of 65 following a long battle with a brain tumour. League Managers Association chairman Howard Wilkinson Described Rhoda as one of the country's most respected coaches, and said he will be sorely missed. On Talk Sport, Perry Groves, David James, and Trevor Sinclair paid tribute to the former England coach.
3: He had a lot of humility. Um, he was kind to people. He was generous with his time. Um, he was a proper man, you know. And we, speak, you know, we've lost Ray Wilkins, and he was very much cut up the same kind of cloth as, as Ray Wilkins. He was a lovely gentleman. Um, had a lot of time for. Football fans and uh, and players alike, and I actually feel feel like you know when he got the West Ham job, mm. you know we were asked as probably experienced players in the side at the time, uh, how, how do you find Glenn? And I, I couldn't speak highly enough about him. He was just a, he loved his football. He, he he had a lot of detail with his work. Um, all the players respected him and liked him. Um, he was just a really popular person and you know i 've got a friends in essex where where he lived, um, Vic Lupson, and his son played with his sons at, at Brentwood School. And he almost used to coach their kids, the, the school team. That's how much he loved football and he loved helping people. And I think that just it speaks volumes for him. You know, he's manager of West Ham, but he's, he's helping a school team and, and players within that side try and better themselves. And yeah, just a really sad day for football.
0: Uh, I got to meet him a couple of times off the pitch and he was a gentleman. Just a really, really nice bloke. No airs and graces about him. Uh, always very polite. Obviously knew... Like the game inside out, but say to play against, he was unusual in that era that he was a a ball playing uh, sort of centre half, and uh, he was uh, he was a joy to watch as a centre half he could play.
4: Wonderful bloke, really. Uh, one of the again one of the kindest managers you find in football. If if anything, maybe to a fault that he was that way inclined. But um, you know, I've seen Glenn since he was a manager at West Ham, and as always, hundred percent wonderful guy.
0: Now, Man City edge a step closer to the Premier League title after beating West Ham on game day. Despite the defeat, the former Hammers midfielder, Trevor Sinclair, has backed his old side to reach the top four. But we start on City and it is Tony Cascarino, or big Tony Cascarino, as he's probably not known, on why John Stones and Ruben Diaz are up there with the greatest ever Premier League centre-back partnerships. Really? Ever?
1: We could go back and go individually, like, look at you know, what Van Dyke did for Liverpool, what company, what John Terry, what Rio Ferdinand, Tony Adams, many, many more over the years. I can't remember a partnership of two playing that well. Stones and Diaz have been extraordinary in the last in this run of twenty and before. He twists, he turns, he lays it back to John Stones. What a goal! And what a finish from John Stones, the centre half.
3: You think of partnerships, you know, Rio and Vidic. Vidic used to get his fair share of goals. John Terry used to get his fair share of goals from set pieces and both the boys that we were talking about pre-game. I've stepped up and got the forwards out of jail because the forwards have not been great in the final third. Let's get it right.
1: And Mikel Antonio is the first opposition player to score at the Etihad
2: against Manchester City since November. I think over the course of the game, I think you could argue that West Ham could feel a little bit unlucky they didn't get something out of the game. But when you're on a roll like City, you just stay patient. You know you've got enough. You know you're a better team than them. And the chances are that they're going to create something that's going to create that gap. But I think West Ham can take a lot from that. And I and I feel that this top four talk has, has now started to become a belief as opposed to just talk. There's been a couple of pretenders this season. Mm. Southampton have topped the table. Spurs have topped the table. Chelsea have topped the table. All of those now. Man United, everyone has gone away from that. Now we're talking about West Ham coming in and the talk of top four... I don't think it's too premature to be, to be, to be, for them to be in the conversation.
3: What you've seen is the work rate that this, this group of players have got, the honesty that they've got with each other. They can go in that changing room now and look each other in the eye and say, we give it a go. Yeah. You know, No one down tools, everyone took responsibility. And from that work rate comes resilience, the team spirit, and the belief, and then on the back of that confidence, they shouldn't fear anyone in the Premier League.
2: David Moyes has been phenomenal. What Susek and uh, some of the signings, the acquisitions they've made—they're mm. a good team. I mean, they're a good. Te- I enjoy watching West Ham.
0: Now it wasn't a great weekend for the officials after Ref Lee Mason controversially disallowed a goal for Brighton against West Brom. Oh, hold on! No, 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 I'm hearing. Oh, he's giving it. He's giving it. Okay, forget that. Oh no, hold on! No, he's disallowed it again. Oh no, hold on! He's. Texting me from his living room No, is this Oh, hold Anyway You get the joke Lewis Dunk's Quickly taken free kick Was chalked off Receiving much criticism From Jason Cundy Mark shouty saggers I don't shout "Mm, You do And even former Premier League ref Mark Howsey-Horsley But first up Here's old Dunkin' Donuts himself Lewis Dunk I wonder if he does Like a donut
1: Now he's walked to the centre spot and appears to have given the goal and West Bromwich Albion's players are absolutely furious now and this has developed into nothing but chaos. That's the harsh thing about it. Why say... If you don't want me to take it, say no. They're two different words, aren't they? Yeah, I heard yes, I took it, but it happened. Nothing I can do now, is there? Player's oh. been stopped for a good few minutes. Sam Allardyce has got a face like a smack backside because he doesn't know what's going on either. All sorts of remonstrations here. I said to the ref, can I take it? He said yes, I took it, I scored. Protests, massive protests from the bench and the players on the other side. And he's obviously caved in and changed his decision. So why didn't he come here and stand like me and speak about it? be nice, wouldn't it, to hear from the other side. He got pressured into it. Yeah, there were massive protests and he, he caved in. If you were in this ground watching this game now, you would feel this was an absolute farce. Now, it may well be that the right conclusion has been reached, perhaps by allowing Brighton and albion to take this free kick again. But to get to this point, it has been an absolute farce.
0: Look at Brighton yesterday and what happened in that game against West Brom. The referee didn't know what to do. Or why? I'm not surprised. Without fans, there is no policing of anything, of the cheating, of the squealing of the players. There's no humour. The game has forgotten the fans.
1: But I think everybody's really confused. Nobody, including the referee, seems to know what on
4: earth is going on. You've got to be aware of what's going on around you, OK? And every referee, what they do is they hold their whistle and they make sure the goalkeeper's in position. for so every goalkeeper, and he
0: should have held that whistle, OK? But he didn't, and so he was lacking awareness and focus of what was going on. Secondly, once he blows his whistle, that's it. It doesn't matter where Sam Johnson's position. He's blown his whistle for that that free kick to be taken, and then the goal should have been given. But to blow his whistle a second time, he's wrong.
2: Why can't you take that free kick as soon as you want? You You are in control of that ball. You have an opportunity to take a quick free kick. Why do you have to wait for a wall? Why do you have to wait for the referee to be set? Why do you have to wait for the goalkeeper to be set? Why do you have to wait for the opposition to get men behind the ball and organise themselves defensively when you are the one that actually has been wronged? I do not understand why we cannot move forward with football taking away the referee's responsibility to make sure everyone... Why have we got to make sure everyone's ready?
1: Ah, I think that sums it up. (laughs) It's finished here. West Bromwich Albion 1, Brighton & Hove Albion 0.
0: Over now to my Friday drive-time husband, Darren Bent. He's got his own show, which you believe called Darren Bent's Boot Room, which of course isn't a boot room, it's just Darren Bent in a studio. So it should have been called Darren Bent's in a studio, but that obviously sounds a bit silly. And this is their guest, Wayne Wazzaruni. No one calls him Wazza.
3: When you took over, I mean, Derby were bottom six points, obviously only six points, six points from safety. Like, did you always believe you were the right man to turn it around?
4: Yeah, I felt I was ready. I think I wouldn't have... I've took the job if I didn't feel I was ready to to take it. Um, I believe in myself, I'm I'm a confident person, and I I believe that I I have the ability and the knowledge to get us out of the position and out of the bottom three come the end of the season, so that's that's really why I took the job.
1: And just when
4: it seemed that Derby were
1: slipping to defeat against their oldest rivals, they've had salvation, thanks to
4: Colin Kazim-Richards. I knew it was going to be a tough job, Um, I had to lift, the first thing I had to do was lift the players. I brought uh, uh, honesty amongst the players. My first meeting, I spoke to the players and I said to them, um, I demand um, a lot from you on the training pitch. Um, If you train well, you give yourself a good chance of playing. If you're not prepared to do that and you don't want to put the work in, then you can leave the club at the next available um, time you can, which was January, and you are part of the plan. So all the players have, have really bought into it into how we work on a day to day basis I think that is really showing in terms of the intensity of training which is showing now coming into games
0: and we finish with the former Celtic striker big Tony Cascarino on the time he missed a Celtic game to watch Cockney Rebel at a concert I don't even know what that means that's way before my time and I'm quite old
1: we're playing Motherwell away and we meet up at Celtic Park and the team is named and the subs and I'm the extra body, I, I'm not in the team or as a sub, and, but I'm on the trip so okay. it's not very far to Fir Park, it's quite close to Parkhead, so we make the journey and as we're on the coach, and you're gutted, you she dropped. Yeah, and it's an evening yeah. game in midweek. And um, we're getting to get into the stadium and I see the Motherwell Theatre <laughs> as we're going past the stadium. And I see Cockney Rebels playing in there. <laughs> so I'm in my green tracksuit. I've got a coat on, but I'm in my green tracksuit. And uh, get to the stadium, get given me ticket to sit in the stand. And I've seen it's an eight o'clock uh, start the concert. So I decided to walk across out of the stadium and to the Motherwell Theatre watch Steve Arley and Cockney <laughs> Wiggle, got myself a ticket the team played I come out after the concert was finished get back on the bus ask the coach driver I, I knew their score because you can hear the roars from literally the Motherwell Theatre to oh it. even inside oh it's that close it. it's oh, that okay. close but I, I knew they'd won but I didn't know the score
0: That's it for another podcasty thing. Thanks for listening on the Talksport app or wherever you get your podcast from. Even if it's illegal, I don't really care, as long as you listen. I'm back to I do care, I'm joking. I'm back tonight on Andy Goldstein Sports Bar Monday, Thursday from ten PM. Of course take your calls with the fun boy straight after Everton beat Southampton 2 0. My guess. I've no idea. There will of course be another one of these Andy Goldstein Talksport daily podcasts out first thing tomorrow morning. Do what you've got to do to download it, apart from the illegal stuff. Until then, thanks for listening. Have a great day. Be safe everyone. Be safe.